Hey, Matt. Hey, Kenny. We're recording. Awesome. I love it when we're recording. Do you know why we're recording, Matt? I assume we're going to talk about a video game. That's right, because it's time for another Chips and Bits podcast. Your intros are way better than mine, Kenny. I know. So, I'm Kenny Myers, and this is my, um, well... My secret lover, Matt Anderson. I suppose lover at this point, since the secret's out. Right, I was going to say, not, not very secret anymore. Right. And today we're going to talk about Uncharted 3. Hooray. Yeah, well, hooray, more like, yeah. More like, yay. Yay. More like, mm, uh, you know, it was it was really fun. That was that was fun. I did notice that Uncharted Three did show up on quite a few um, Game of the Year lists. Really, I saw it absent from many of them. Yeah, I saw. You know, it was number nine or number ten on you know top ten. Which, but, um, which websites? Well, I can't remember now, Kenny. You're putting me on the spot. But, oh, uh, so when there, I ask you to actually two. back up your claims with data, you fail completely. That's true. Yeah, that's good. Have you but heard of this guy called Jesus? <clears throat> Who's that? I don't know, but he's going to change your life. Yeah. Can you back that up, Kenny? Of course I can, because I believe I can. <laughs> so where should we start with Uncharted 3? Uh, the desert? No, don't start in the desert. Why? Why would we not start in the desert, Matt? The desert was the worst. I like the desert. I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't know how you could possibly have liked the desert. I appreciate narrative arcs. That was not a narrative arc. Yes, it was. No. Okay, so for those that have not played of the narrative arc. For those that have not played Uncharted 3. But have played Uncharted 2, then it's just the same game, so it, you'll be fine. Well, yes, but then there's this part in the middle, it's the desert, where you make it to the Sahara, and you've just gone through this amazing, Is you it know, the plain... Sahara or the Sahara? I don't know. Tomato? Tomato. Well, I believe it's the Sahara. Okay, well, we'll for, for, for the rest of this podcast, I'll refer to it as the Sahara. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, so you've just you've just crash landed this huge plane into the Sahara, and uh, there's this. I, I really want to try not to over exaggerate, but the sequence felt like it was about fifteen minutes long, maybe even twenty. And it's a series of. I think I'm, it was oh, like ten minutes. Okay. Well, like I said, it, it felt like it was fifteen to twenty minutes. Okay. And it's this, this series of you kind of coming to as Nathan Drake in the desert, and it's all, you know, steamy, and you can't really see, and then it fades in, you're like, oh, that, that's really pretty looking, that's great. It is very pretty. Yeah, look at that, wow. Oh, I'm standing still. Can I move? Oh, I can move. Okay, I'm in the desert, where do I go? So you just start pushing on the thumbstick and moving your character. And he's in the desert, so he's moving really slow. He's just kind of like, oh, I'm Nathan Drake. I can't really, oh, man, I'm in the desert. And I like how we've like, added impressions to our podcast. Yeah, well, you know, since I'm so good at them, I thought, I thought I'd start doing them more I think, often. I think you do three types of voices. Excuse me, the uh, ambulance is driving by. That's how you know this is a professional podcast because I don't it really, edit that it really out. It does add to the to the atmosphere. Ambiance. Yeah. Um, 
All right. So, anyways, then you're you're walking through the desert and and you collapse, you know, because you're in the desert and you have no water. Uh, and then the screen goes black, and then it fades back in, and then you get back up, and then you push on the thumbstick to the right again, and you walk another twenty feet, and oh, is that some water? No, no, it's an optical illusion. Fall over. And this happened like a dozen times. Like and three. It, whatever. It happened over and over again. And every time you just stand up, push the thumbstick to the right, and you'd keep going. And after the second or third one, I was like, for the love of God, this is no longer dramatic. This is no longer appealing. I don't want to do this anymore. I'll just close my eyes and hold the thumbstick to the right and wake up in 15 minutes, and maybe I'll have reached a city where there's some bad guys. So that's the desert. That's the Sahara. You know, here's here's kind of a uh, sort of bigger conversation that I'm sure we'll get into when you beat Heavy Rain about what a game and controls mean. So when a game makes you aware of what you're doing with a controller, that's a problem. Because otherwise, you're pretty much repeating the same action over and over again on a controller for most of the games. Correct. So holding the thumbstick in a direction is like no different than pushing a sequence of buttons repeatedly. It's monotonous. Right. So it's just that your issue I, is that you became aware that you weren't really doing much with the controller. I became more than aware. You became my, op- like my op- I had two options. I could stand there in the Sahara, mm-hmm. or I could walk aimlessly until the game decided I had walked far enough, and that the rest, the, you know, the actual fun part of the game should start again, and I should continue actually playing instead of watching. You became Canadian Skynet. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it at all. It was it it drew out way too long. Um, it was super pretty, like it was amazing looking. Um, and I remember reading ahead of time about you know how they put all this extra work into uh, how the uh, character left footprints uh, in the sand and how you know realistic they tried to make it look. Which again, this is Naughty Dog and it's an Uncharted game, so the it's no sloughing there. I mean, the thing looks great. But, mm-hmm. but I will point out again that you get to experience this awesome greatness, uh, you know, walking through sand mm-hmm. for 15 minutes. And, and all you're doing is literally walking. There's no, like, awesome awesomeness around it. And, and I can't believe that with what it sounds like the effort they put into that uh, mechanic in the game that, that I didn't see more of it. It was just this one boring walking sequence was what, what they'd used all that for, and I, th- I thought it was a big waste. So here's my take on it, although it is a little bit blurry, because um, I think I beat this before you did. Yeah, quite quite a bit before me, actually. Um, but after this very intense sequence aboard a plane that crash lands into the desert, <clears throat> uh, and after a series of sequences where you're constantly running and jumping around, you're given a breather, but you're also putting in, in a situation where not many people survive, which is wandering out alone in the desert. Um, because you're wandering out alone in the desert, they make that a part of the story, and you have you don't just walk around, you have visions, too, of Sully helping you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that plays into the more important part of Sully as, Sully as your sort of... Did I just call him Sully? Sully? I don't even know how to say that. Anyway, you're in the Sahara... Yeah, and Sully, in the Sahara with Sully. And, uh, and you see uh, mirages of him. I mean, it, you know, Uncharted doesn't really stretch the limits of, of things that we haven't seen before in terms of story, but I felt like they were trying to just kind of create that Sully is your protector and 
Like that, you would see him in the desert when you're at your lowest point in the game, sort of. Um, uh, they were just trying to build that connection, and you're in the fucking desert. I mean, it's not like you're going to fall into the desert and then, oh, look, here comes the magic school bus to pick you up. What? Why not, though? Well, I, I, because in, in, in a realm started... where everything is possible, uh, you must choose a possibility that is always action-oriented. Is that your... That's what, an, that's what I have come to expect from an Uncharted game. In, in Uncharted 2, I was in the middle of the fucking Andes or whatever in a tiny village, and I somehow managed to... Uh, get through ice caves in the mountains and over to the next area with an action-packed fighting sequence that you know, took me from one side of the mountain to the next. So I don't think it's too far of a stretch to have expected that in the desert. Yeah, but on the same hand, like, there's nothing really to the desert. It's not like an ice cave. It just doesn't have those kind of properties. Yes, there are no Sasquatch monsters in, in the desert. That's no. true. No. I mean, you could go with, like, sandworms, but those are... You know, I think I think that's just Tremors. I don't really want to play Tremors. So you you appreciated what they were trying to do? I thought it was cool. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was a really interesting little narrative uh, piece. It's for me is definitely the type of thing where I would I would just love to put that particular sequence up like for a vote and just like ask normal people. Hey, what did you think about that desert sequence? Because I, I, I truly do want to know if it's one of those things where I'm just unusual. And it was just unusually boring to me. Yeah. Because uh, I've, I've talked with you and I've talked with another friend that, that have played through it and they didn't even think twice about it. I mean, it was just like, oh, yeah, I just, yeah, it was a desert. I was like, really? It didn't stick out to you as like a super boring, drawn-out sequence? Yeah, no, not I mean, really. it wasn't that long. It wasn't... Uh, um, I thought it was, I was... I mean, it wasn't... The best thing that happened in the game, but it was it wasn't terrible. Yeah, I, I couldn't deal with it. Is that you think the worst part of Uncharted Three? No, no, not at all. I think the worst part is uh, we, we'd have to spoil the ending to tell you what the worst part was. Well, that's what we do here. Sweet. Well, yeah. If you want to get on it, then uh, I thought the worst oh, part Matt, was Matt. What? What? I always want to get on it. <laughs> Thanks, Waka Waka. Getting on it. Is what I'm all about. Yeah, getting getting on it is your middle name. All the biz out, as they say. <clears throat> so, the uh, my least favorite part in the game was you know, literally an hour uh, from the end of the game. Uh, wouldn't you know? You're you're in a, a lost city, a lost hidden city. <laughs> just like you were. That? Just like... like you were in Uncharted Two. Uh, you've stumbled into a lost city. And uh, this entire game, uh, one of the one of the best things about the, uh, Uncharted Two was uh, they wove in this really interesting uh, historical uh, story about how you met Sully, uh, how he came to kind of be your mentor and and, and guardian, and um, you know you guys how long you guys have been working together, and they filled in all this like really interesting um, background story, which I thought was quite frankly probably the best part about Uncharted Three, and. Uh, then you get to this lost city, and seriously, in in the in the blink of an eye, Sully gets shot, just like, and you weren't expecting it. Right. So again, great, right? You're like, holy shit! They they're totally gonna kill Sully. I was you not were kind of it. expecting something like that. You're kind of expecting something to happen, but I didn't know it was gonna be that serious, like like that final. Right. And I kid you not, with all of the amazing 
character acting and voice acting and, and great cinematography and stuff that was put into this game. The pinnacle of the story there for a moment, literally the, the, the pain that Nathan Drake's character goes through is, oh, they shot Sully. I guess I'll pick up this gun and keep going. It was like, what the fuck? Are you serious? No, he was like, angry. He was, dude. He was pissed. Between you reading emotions no, off of Batman's he, face. He ran and charged at, and like, like he charged. Like he grunted when he, when he tried to get to, uh, his tone shifted completely. No, it wasn't good Don't enough. Don't you pick on my goddamn assertion that Batman was sad at the end of that goddamn game, goddammit. I just I just think you're reading into this stuff. No, There's I'm none not. of that there. Yeah, I will... F- oh, man. You just... Maybe you're just so Canadian that unless you see something incredibly negative, you view everything as, like, one emotion. No, but it doesn't have to be negative. It's just like... we've I've seen... I have seen enough of the emotional dynamic from sad to excited to cocky and sarcastic and all of that that they've they've built into the to Nathan Drake as a character so far. Right. And whatever happened at that moment in time was was I was not that is not the character that I've come to know as he being. He gets angry and grabs gun and goes like he's mad. He's pissed. He grabs a gun and he's like Oh, I'm going to shoot you. I can't believe you shot my buddy. And it's yeah. like, they yeah. don't just shoot it's your like buddy. It's like a different intonation when he says it, too. Yes, I get that. But as far as we're concerned, like, literally, that's, that's just like you pretty much just shooting his dad dead. Right. Like, you just shot his dad in front of him, dead, and he's dead in front of you. Well, the good and, news, Matt, is that there wasn't enough emotional weight put into it, because it turns out it was just a drug-induced vision. Right. Piece of shit illusion. <laughs> yeah. Just like the worst, like so, yeah. That that by far was the worst part of the game. They, from from that moment where Sully gets shot, and in my opinion, there was a severe lack of of pause and effect uh, for that. That was really shift. your worst part of the game. No, 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 I'm saying from there until when you find out, literally, like 20 minutes later, that Sully's not dead. Yeah, and it's like, weird really? because it's not really like they don't. It's just like they. You're not really sure what happens. It's right. very unclear what exactly just went down after Sully, like, the illusion that Sully got shot. Like, you have no idea. Yeah, like, what, he just what, shows up and you're like, what? And then he says some shit and you're like, this doesn't, what? Like, is this a joke now? Like, is this, am I still on drugs now? Well, again, but I'll point out that all of that, like, all of that confusion and yeah. like, like the what, what? That's you. That's the player who's feeling that none of that comes through in the dialogue or the story at that moment in time. Like you've literally just been running through this lost city thinking you're chasing down the killers of your, of your best friend in the whole world. And then he shows up and the convincing that you, that it takes you is him to go, yeah, there's something in the water. Yeah. You're like, Oh, there is. Oh yeah. shit. Thanks for oh. letting me know. All right. Well, let's move on then. Right. It was like, you have got to be kidding me. Like that's, that's the best that could come up with. However, uh, in that, all, all of the sequences, first of all, as we've said, it, it's visually very stunning. It's great, yeah. Uh, the last sort of battle on the moving, on the sinking city was at least visually really cool. It was. Well, everything is pretty much visually cool in the yeah. game. I can't think of a... But I mean, visually where it was enjoyable to play it. When you were fighting, you fight this British guy and like I thought it was enjoyable. Yes. Yeah, I mean... But that wasn't, it wasn't really a good... You know, Uncharted really sucks at endings. The whole series is just really bad at endings. 
it's 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 really it throws me off guard a little bit because it's so I, I find it weird that they can be like nearly pitch perfect with handling all of the unimportant uh random subtle stuff in a game so well that and like they, characters they're so good at character development yeah it, it's just it, it totally catches me off guard like that, you love the british guy like from yeah. the, like the, they introduce this new character and you're like you're amazing i like yeah. you it, i just think it's so they do such a great job of setting up this awesome uh expectation and then they totally let you down. <laughs> they totally let you down. <laughs> it's really weird. Well, beautifully. Strange. They beautifully, in the sense that you see see beautiful things, but are let down. Yeah. I I, I really think that um, Uncharted 3 is the, is the first game that I can think of in a long time that really, like, seriously, deep down in my heart, uh, I can see how it's a victim of, of it, its own greatness. You know, like... Uncharted 2 was so good um, right. that you know the, the best parts about Uncharted 3 are the things that are totally different than Uncharted 2. And, and, I, and I can recognize that in saying that, I have put a huge burden onto Naughty Dog and the development team because they Wait, have, you to, have to... You have to clarify that. What do you mean the best parts of Uncharted 3 are the ones that aren't similar with Uncharted 2? Okay, so what Give I mean... Give me some examples. So what I mean is... Um, you know, in Uncharted 2, there's when, uh, let me think of a good example. Okay, so remember the train sequence from Uncharted 2? Right. Remember playing that for the first time and going, holy shit, this is amazing? No. Really? That was when you're running on the train top? Yeah, but you're like on the side and you have to like hop up and down to avoid the signs and then engage in battle in between. Yeah, I thought that was one of the most boring parts of Uncharted 2. Wow, really? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. How about um, how about when Uncharted Two? Do you know why? Do you know how many trains I've been up and down on? Like like running on a train is is like the most common video game thing to happen these days. It's like finding a crate or running on a train. Okay. How how about uh, how about the Jeep sequence from Uncharted Two? I don't remember that. You're. Uh... You're riding around in a jeep, and you have to progress and like kill all the other jeeps that are coming after you. Isn't that doesn't that happen in Uncharted Three with uh, at, horses? The point I'm going it after here, Kenny. Well, the point you said, but you I'm said that the to make best a point, and you're no. sabotaging it. Right, but you said the best sequences of Uncharted Two, of Uncharted Three, were not in Uncharted Two. That's what you right. said. So. Exactly. Because and I was about to draw the parallels between all of you the cool stuff. You need to give stuff. me a sequence that happened in Uncharted Three uh, that was standalone that didn't happen in Uncharted Two that you like. Okay, so young Nathan Drake. Okay, that's a good one. Wasn't that great in Uncharted Three? It was fantastic. It was. Yeah. yeah. Um, how about the little context? You play as uh, young Nathan Drake in a couple chapters, and it shows how he met Sully, and it's really interesting. Yeah, that's right. How about um, when you are uh, s- somewhat blinded by the uh, toxin for the first time in Uncharted 3 and you have to chase after that guy through the city and your vision is completely blurred and distorted and you can barely see where you're going and it's fucking psychotic. That was great. Great. The right? first time. The first time, yes. Like I said, the first time it happened. When they reused it again, you're like, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So th- there's things like that where 
um, in Uncharted Three, they really came up. They 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 took the time to think of something new, and they did that whole uh, unbelievable Naughty Dog thing where they do it like no one's really done it before, and you play through it, and you're like, oh, this is so neat. Um, unfortunately, you know, I guess they've just stretched their imagination to the point where there's now only you know two or three of those in the game, and the rest of them are. You know, just like the Jeep sequence, well, now I'm jumping from horses. And just like the train sequence, well, now I'm on a, on a plane that's crashing. And just, you know, it's like you can just correlate almost every action sequence in Uncharted 3 to the same action sequence in Uncharted 2. It's just a different location. Right. Yeah. So, again, that was a huge tangent. But I guess what I'm, what I'm going after is, like, even though I can be critical of it, um, I, I really do feel like it, it's, it's a really good example of a game that... It's it's just too bad, you know, because it's it's if you compare it to other games, Uncharted Three stands out, you know. But if you compare it to your expectation of Uncharted Three, based off of what you played in Uncharted Two, that's when it starts to not live up. And I think that must be a really difficult position for the the team making that game to be in. Yeah, I um, I, I just. It was really disappointing. It was really short. There were a couple sequences that stood out, um, but none that I was like, I've I've already done this. Mm -hmm. Maybe the closest thing to like, oh, this is kind of cool, and it's a little uh, humorous considering modern news, but the sinking cruise ship was pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, it was. Uh, And, I mean, the, the set... The design of everything is is so phenomenal. Like there, there's very few games that meet the standards of Uncharted, like in terms of quality of pretty much everything. Yep. Except for in this one, the biggest letdown was the story. Like, yeah. and and how it ended. It, it was just irritating. It was irritating because. You really wanted it to be great because Uncharted Two was just like a revelation. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. I I felt the same way. I really the whole time I kept going through it. I kept pushing through. It, I kept playing. I kept um, taking you know giving it a lot of second chances because I really like the difference between Uncharted and Uncharted Two. Like like that series. If you if you count it as just two games. I, I was just so impressed with, with that. Right. And I really wanted Uncharted 3 to be just as good. And I, and I knew it was probably very unlikely that, that it was going to be a leap um, like right. the first one. Right. But just, just something. Just, just a little something. And just, it, it wasn't even... I don't want to say it wasn't even close, but it, it, wasn't, it just wasn't there. You know what my problem is, though? And I, I mean, this is what I think of. I cannot think of how you would change the game to make it better like do you think this like if they made the story different than uncharted 2 it would have been more interesting uh i think so i think that there there was a lot more um to explore as far as um like i don't think they should have hung around in young nathan drake land any more than they did necessarily but i think there was uh, definitely a ton of potential for uh, uh, exposing more how uh, his growing up and how uh, uh, like his his difficulty with meeting Sully and, and how they kind of became friends how that affects him now uh, in the present yeah um, 
and they didn't they kind of left that up to you a little bit to make those assumptions and kind of draw the lines and, and i think that they that was a missed opportunity i think they could have uh bolstered the story even further by trying to inject some of that stuff into it and, and force you to kind of see the strain um b- between the two of them where they wanted you to see it yeah um, I also think that would have helped them in kind of guiding you towards uh, expectations for Uncharted 4 if there's going to be one. You know, like they could have set the stage with that a little bit better. Um, because really the only the only catharsis in Uncharted 3 is the whole, you know, having your girl with you at the end. Which is like, I, I could care less. Like, I thought she was, like, I didn't even care if she was part of the story in Uncharted 3. Right, right. right. And then all of a sudden it's like, not only is she part of the story, it's like, that's what I've been, you know waiting for this whole time. It's like, really? I thought you were searching for treasure and like trying to save Sully's ass. Because that's what the whole story has been this time. Right. And then all of a sudden, no, no, you do really actually care about this girl that you constantly put in danger and don't really give a shit about. Right. Whatever. You know, I think there's one thing though, uh, to sort of, we're to wrap up here pretty shortly. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, we're almost at, at the end. Well, I, I did a lot of harping on <laughs> on Uncharted Three in the story and stuff. You did, you did, but it's okay because we loved Uncharted. We love it so much; it hurts. It does. Hurt. Um, we, we didn't even talk about puzzles yet, Kenny. The puzzles were good. They the puzzles were, were good. They were solid puzzles. Um, Some of them were solid puzzles. And then the combat is always terrible in these. Games. Oh God. It's always bad. Somehow it seems like they actually made. So one of the worst things about Uncharted Two um, was the was the. Uh, cover to aiming mechanic mm-hmm. and somehow it almost felt like they made the aiming worse in worse. Uncharted 3. Yeah, it's like noticeably worse. Um, which puzzle didn't you like in the in the game? Uh, the puzzle, m- my least favorite puzzle that I can remember was the, one of the final puzzles in the, in the game in the Lost City where um, you've just kind of come to from being knocked out with the neurotoxin or whatever mm-hmm. and you find yourself in like the basin of a of a ruin and you have to fill up this pool with water oh yeah and the puzzle is literally you're standing there you don't know what to do and a little hint icon points at a tap and you walk over to it and turn it on and it fills with water and a door opens and you're like okay <laughs> and so you proceed into the next room where you find what an empty pool <laughs> and it's like gee i wonder what i'm supposed to do in this room i yeah. wonder if i wait for five seconds if they'll point it, oh there's the hint icon that's where the tap is yeah i was like wow that is just so uncreative counter example of a good puzzle there was one puzzle where you had to align and set up the room so that a shadow like it had all these like dummies and weird things in the room yeah and you yeah. had to position essentially your view and this little scope so that a shadow uh, was correctly positioned by various items or created. Like it was a human figure made out of shadows done by light source. Mm-hmm. And that was really clever and it was really well done. Yeah, a point, a point of view puzzle where you had to position your character so that your point of view matched the shadow. It was it was pretty well done. Also, the, uh, the other puzzle where you had to... Um, it was basically the grid on the wall and you had to line up the... the, the the, the axes so that it was oh yeah like that was part. tough I like that one yeah and you had to find out which piece had to be put where by examining the constellations on the floor and you had to stand in the right position like all that shit was great it's amazing you know here's the here's kind of I think our underlying theme to wrap up here I think that Uncharted all the game mechanics are okay they are actually okay not amazing um, uh, game mechanics but when the story 
isn't as good as it should be or isn't as interesting or I guess even isn't as flashy because part of Uncharted 2 is just seeing video games do what that did. Yeah. Uh, and when you see it repeated and when you see that the whole game pretty much falls apart. No, I, I totally agree with you. There's There are great parallels between uh, what it seems like Naughty Dog is trying to accomplish with the Uncharted series and action films. You know, it's like... Yeah. When you go to see, a, you know, an action film and the special effects are mind-blowing, um, but then there's also a story behind it, you know, you wind up with something like Inception. Yeah. You know? When it's just effects, you wind up with Transformers. Yeah. And when I'm playing Uncharted, I don't want to be playing Transformers. I want to be playing Inception. You know, yeah. like I, I want all those little intricacies and the subtle character thing and, and the inside jokes that you know about those to be woven into my objections i, I want to be like moving forward in the story and i, and I want to feel compelled by all those little things i know and instead it's like there's so many places in uncharted 3 where they feed you all these you know setups and then it just falls totally flat on its face because it, I, I don't know what they're trying to do but it just it never seems to really just jive together for me yep it's and weird so, i mean that's that's that uncharted 3 is transformers uncharted 3 is transformers but uncharted 2 was inception Oh, it was really, it was really good. All right, man, that's it. That's, uh, this is the most excited I am in this podcast. Talking about Uncharted 3, I don't know. It just felt like, like a burden. That's, yeah, I don't know if I could really come up with a, it felt a little bit like an obligation to play, to play through it. Yeah, it did. Yeah. And on that bombshell. <laughs> Fuck off, God. <laughs> I'm never going to live that down. <laughs> you're stealing someone's tagline, and then say you're stealing someone's tagline. You will never live that down. All right. <clears throat> well, it's been fun as always, Mr. Myers. It's been fantastic, Matt. I really hope that our audience enjoyed this verbal thrashing of <laughs> Uncharted 3. Oh, God, those poor. <laughs> I hope Naughty Dog never discovers this, because I love them. I know. No, I love them too. But hey, you sometimes know what? when you love something, you have to beat it to a bloody pulp with words. That's hey, my motto. There's nothing I appreciate more than brutal honesty. Nothing. Which is, nothing. Which is why I'm friends with you. Unsolicited brutal honesty. <laughs> and, you know, if it makes Naughty Dog feel any better, there's uh, there's going to be a podcast coming up on Assassin's Creed Revelation. So oh, yeah. Don't you worry. You just uh, hold tight. <laughs> oh, that one's going to be heartbreaking. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this is the Chips and Bits podcast, and I'm Kenny Myers, and with me, as always, is... Matthew Anderson. And thank you so much for listening. We love you. No, we don't. I do. He doesn't. I do. He doesn't.